With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. I'm picking up vibrations. She's giving me Welcome to Positive Living Vibrations. I don't know where you are right now, but the sun is visiting us in here in Vancouver, B.C., and it is a very welcome sight, as it does lift up everybody's mood. And moods and disorders are what we're going to be talking about today. But before I get to that, I would like to announce that next week is my first anniversary with Authentic U Radio. It has been a year that has been both enlightening and encouraging and inspiring to me. And that is why I'm writing a book on the wonderful people I've interviewed. Um, I'm going to be speaking from how they've changed my life, and I know the lives that they've changed of others, and how gifted we are to have such people at our touch, and the avenue of being able to bring people on the show so that they may serve you and helping you move forward and find clarity and understanding in your own lives. I wish to thank my producer, Michelle Abou, for seeing the possibilities in me and her belief in all of her hosts. We are very, very lucky to have such gifted people under this umbrella. And you really should take some time sometimes to pop into the site and have a look at all the other wonderful guests, uh, the hosts that we have under the umbrella of Authentic U Media. But today, we are in a very, very serious topic. The disorders of the brain. What are they really? And are we an understanding of how to treat them? I find today that far too many doctors like to slap a label on something and shove a pill down someone's throat. It seems to me that everybody has this disorder of some kind. OCD, ADD, migraine, SAD, bipolar, even schizophrenia. These were things that were hardly ever known in the past, but now every second person seems to have something wrong with them. Drugs are not the cure for it, folks, nor is the label, nor is the way we treat people with so-called disorders. We need to understand what the real issue is. I have two children with ADD, and my ex had it too. This made for chaos in my family, and what seemed to be a lot of nagging coming from mum was simply me trying to get some focus, <laughs> focus of three people with ADD to follow through on something, and it was certainly challenging. I was told to put my kids on Ritalin, but I refused to do so. My understanding was if you know that you have this, that the schools should learn uh, teach the teachers in how to actually interact with these children better, instead of you know one size fits all in teaching and one size fits all in everything else. The approach to teaching them didn't make sense in the way that it was happening, but I think more and more that is changing today. 
I have fibromyalgia and I have suffered from SADS. And anxiety is something that runs very rampant through our family. Even though I am a positive thinker and choose to live that way, my body goes into anxiety attacks. But I choose to overcome it by being active as I can. And even if it is in a small way, doing something that is positive, especially in paying it forward. But sometimes it does rule my life and it leaves me to say, uh, you know, not that I'm a victim of the disease, but a victim of the issue. And it doesn't matter how much the positive attitude is there, sometimes that body just has more of a volume and speaks to me louder than I do. So after speaking with Heidi Hawke, our guest today, I gained a better perspective on the issue and it has given me a great deal of hope that I do not have to be a victim of this disorder for the rest of my life, which pleases me considerably. Allergies are known to affect more than just the body. Associated with symptoms of neuropsychology disorders including ADD, ADHD, epilepsy, migraines, anxiety, depressions, SAD, bipolar, and symptoms of Parkinson's and schizophrenia. That was a mouthful there, folks. Look at all of those things, and I'm sure that someone in our family has sufferings of one of those things, even if it's only the migraines. These symptoms are so long that it's scary. I have all of this information posted on my site at choosepositiveliving.com. They are all listed there, plus an article by Heidi and somebody on OCD and myself on SADS, so there's a better understanding of the magnitude of what we're addressing here because we will not be able to cover all of that on the show today. So let's bring this courageous woman, Heidi Hoke, who has overcome her own issues with a very severe stuttering problem since the age of three. And at 13, she began having mild seizures. About once a year, she was misdiagnosed as panic attacks. She became disabled, bedbound, and with very severe multiple seizures, having an estimated 40,000 to 50,000 tonic clonic seizures in a 27-year period. Wow, that's a lot. Heidi became drug therapy for seizure control, unsuccessful attempts with 12 different drugs and numerous combinations of multiple drugs followed the next 20 years. She became bedridden with massive seizures and she decided to take full control of her own healing and began self-therapy by studying and has now received third-degree Reiki training with teaching, self-treating herself with Reiki. She started uh, with GSNM, which will further, <laughs> she'll tell us all about that, to further gain skills for self-treatment in natural medicine. And for the close to 10 years now, she has been progressively establishing a customized program of rehabilitation and healing through natural medicine. And as of 2007, she became fully seizure-controlled with no symptoms of bipolar or Tourette syndrome. That is quite a feat when you consider the medical society just kept experimenting with drugs on her and writing her off. She took control and ownership of her own life, and she's here today to tell us how she can help us with us. So to hear about Heidi, let's bring her on the show. Hello, Heidi. How are you today, dear? Hi, Sarah. It is such a pleasure to be here, and I want to tell you how much I appreciate this opportunity to share what I've experienced. And that's quite a journey that you've had. And, you know, they say God doesn't give us more than we can handle, but, you know, sometimes you kind of look up at God and say, that's enough. You've had 
quite a number of years there of, I can imagine, the seizures. Uh, that many seizures over 27 years have uh, been quite something hard to live with. Um, so, you know, as I said in your article, you've covered a lot of background as to the things that you went through. But, you know, due to time today, please tell people a little bit about it but, and also your turning point that made you decide to actually take control over your own life. And then we will go into the actual disorders and what we can do with them. Yes, that, uh, thank you very much. I think, um, first of all, let me say your, your introduction was so poignant. It was so, um, it was so timely and so well expressed. Um, able to 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 be right in there with you as you were describing your own experiences um i shared a lot of what i hear you describing and uh as you had earlier gone through the um kind of the background of what i had dealt with um it was probably the pinnacle of the change was in 2001 when i had uh successfully um adapted my lifestyle to accommodate the illness and because I couldn't speak and I stuttered so um, terribly, so severely, and I had the seizures so frequently and with no real rhyme or reason or I couldn't predict them, I had been able to um, allow myself to have a very comfortable job as a CAD draftsman um, in in a cubicle all alone so that if I did have seizures, I could accommodate them as discreetly as possible by running mm. out the car. Um, or I didn't have to talk on the phone if I didn't have, you know, I, you know, I didn't have to speak. Um, so I could live through that, make and um, earn money for my three children um, as a single mother. So to get back to it, that one day in uh, 2001, I was just working away and collapsed with 12 seizures before they could get me to the hospital. And, uh, of course, they did the testing and all of, you know, everything came back normal. Um, They kept me overnight, medicated me, sent me home. Two weeks later, the very same thing happened, ironically, when I was waiting in line to see my neurologist and um, another 12 seizures before they could get me across the street to the hospital. Um, So, again, they medicated me, sent me home. And in that next two to three months, I guess, of trying to heal, it just progressively got worse to a point to where I feel, as I look back, I, I know I had near-death, um, near-fatal seizures because they, I had, you know, the out-of-body experiences and, mm-hmm. and um, you know, going into the tunnel, the, the very classic experiences of near-death. Um, but every time I came back, it seemed like I, I would come back in a more debilitated situation worse and worse, to the point to where um, I had lost everything. You know, I had lost my job. I had lost my ability to drive. I had lost my ability to take care of my three children. They had to go to other family members to be cared for. I had to sell my house. 
I had to sell everything I had because I couldn't care for a house because I couldn't have a job. Having no job, I then lost um, health insurance, had no way of paying for any kind of medical care I could get um, to the point to where I, w- I was just being cared for by family and um, was I became suicidal. Very, you know, I mean, it's, it's, um, it's a very desperate situation to be in. And, mm-hmm. um, but being, coming, I, I think having the death experiences were the gift that I needed to, to keep on going because I, I seem to be able to get through with a knowledge that there has got to be a reason this is not futile. I was not brought back this many times to end my life that that was not that was not happening and so i remember one particular day that i was so distraught and just didn't know what to do and i had had seizures so severe i could not even walk i couldn't even get out of bed but i remember kind of rolling myself out of bed and crawling to the bathroom as i grabbed Five or six, I don't know how many bottles of medication, just so much medication on my bed stand that was not doing me any good. And I remember, you know, I can take these or I can get rid of them and save myself. So that's what mm-hmm. I did. And I rolled myself along with the drugs to the bathroom just a few um, short feet away and, and disposed of them. And that's when I began my healing. And I I came back and I went to... You know, I just I, I began praying. That's all I could do was just simply begin praying, and went into a three-day sleep. And when I went came out of that three-day sleep, I didn't remember what had happened that that time, but I did know that I had strength. I had strength that I didn't have before, and um, I had a significant other. And I asked him. I said, "Can you just take me to Barnes and Noble, and I want to begin to read." And through that process, I could tell this is what I've got to do. I've got to take responsibility for my illness because it's no one else's responsibility for me right. to get well. It's not the doctor's responsibility. This is my responsibility. It's my life is for me to do and to, to take control of. And bravo, bravo that you did. You took ownership, but first you had to place value upon your life. Uh, and not just hand yourself over uh, to someone else's dictatorship of it. And you took ownership of your life by placing value upon yourself and fighting back for that. So bravo. Bravo. You said that well. Um, we went to Barnes & Noble, and I got books, and I and I came home, and I just began to, you know, between seizures, whenever I could read, I just read. <laughs> And oftentimes I didn't understand what I was reading, but it didn't matter. It didn't matter. The reading itself was so therapeutic. And I just simply began reading, and I began learning about my 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 body. I, I, I began to learn about my symptoms, and I began, um, it, it began to be a game. It began to be a challenge as to solve the mystery of what was going mm-hmm. on because 
test results were were telling us nothing. And I just wasn't responding to medication, and I knew there had to be some reason why I wasn't responding to medication. So as I read and I read and I read and I read, I began to form a hypothesis that had not been talked about before. And the, the, the hypothesis was that my brain feels allergic Mm-hmm. And there had never been written any books written about cerebral allergies before, but it was it was some years later after I went through all of this process of what worked and what didn't and and all of these things that I tried that I was able to actually coin or or find the term cerebral allergy, and that's what was wrong. That was, but I didn't. I didn't know it until many years later, as I tried many things. But everything I tried made it better. So through a seven-year period, uh, I would just, I would go through. I went through diet, herbs, energy healing, um, you know, all the different things. You know, I, I covered the whole gamut of <laughs> natural healing and applied it to myself and everything i tried did it 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 did progressively get better but i got to a point where i was down to from about you know 10 or 12 seizures a day to about 3 a week and although that was wonderful i wanted to be able to drive i didn't want to even be housebound because i had those 3 seizures a week right you know that wasn't still enough and so I said, I decided to myself, I was going to just simply have to go to school to to bring this forward because I, I you know, I had exhausted Google. I, you know, there was not, <laughs> I didn't know, you know, I didn't know what, what, no, you know, and, and you can only Google what you know to Google. And, and yes. I exhausted it. And I thought, you know, I need some kind of structure. I need to become my own doctor. And so, because I couldn't, drive, I couldn't move, I was not mobile, I did online classes, and I began to structure my healing as a structured case study, and, you know, I got to where I realized, you know, I can do this, and everything I learned, I applied, and I kept getting better and better to a point to where uh I had gone through four years and gotten a bachelor's, and I thought, wow, I have a bachelor's degree in this. I could get a master's, <laughs> so I got a master's, <laughs> and then from that, uh, by that time, I had licked it. I had licked it, and I thought, you know what, why stop here? I'm going for the dual doctorates, <laughs> so right. I went ahead and, 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 and got involved in that, and so now, uh, after thir- uh, 11 years, um, I've been able to go through all the process, full healing from the diagnosis that I had of treatment-resistant epilepsy, bipolar, Tourette's syndrome, and fibromyalgia, and the stuttering. But the stuttering, they they the doctors considered to be a part of the Tourette's syndrome. And right. with the Tourette's there was a certain amount of OCD, too, because it, sometimes there's a very fine line between 
multiple um, ticks and OCD because there are, are are some ticks that that do resemble OCD and vice versa. So sometimes they have a hard time, um, you know, diagnosing one from the other in some cases. But I had about twenty or thirty different ticks from you know one you know at one time uh, from walking in rhythm to singing a particular song at a particular time, you know, all of these are even considered tics. And um, it was just a whole gamut of neurological dysfunction. My brain was just a mess. So, um, you know, and and interestingly, I observed very quickly that when I began to to get the seizures under control, all of the other neurological Dysfunctions begin to also be under control. I didn't have to. I didn't. I didn't have to treat everything. I just treated the seizures, and when I treated the seizures, everything else disintegrated. All mm-hmm. of the other things just disintegrated. I knew they were all related, and they were all related by one common link, and it was cerebral allergies. And that's what now, I had. Is it, is it this a, a shame that doctors don't seem to acknowledge this? I mean, I'm sure at this point you could turn around and teach them. Uh, you know, is it, it seems to be, I remember back in the days he'd go and see a doctor, and if he needed to give you half an hour, he would. And most doctors went into medicine because they cared. You know, they wanted to heal. You know, now you're lucky if you get 10 minutes. Um, wow. and And also, you know, they're so pressurized to kind of, cure people they don't listen and very often they're so bombarded i mean as i said at the top of the hour things like add and ocd and and all of those things it's just like growing up we we really didn't hear of them you know it was a, a rare thing for people to have this and now you see it's like second nature and everybody seems to have something and then if they've got one thing they end up having many of the symptoms of something else uh, you know, when you look at fibromyalgia, there's at least six things that go along with that. Exactly. Um, and exactly. it's, uh, you know, it, it, nobody's ever said to me allergies. You know, nobody's, uh, you know, doctors. Um, they, I got told off by one of my doctors by refusing to go on the, the fibromyalgia drug because I happened to know that it actually caused the sockets in the teeth to dry up and mm-hmm. cause dental problems. Um, mm-hmm. And when I told him that, he was not very happy with me and actually wrote in the in the form that I was not being cooperative. Um, but we have to take ownership of our own lives. And if we if our doctors can't be the person to give us that, don't just stop there. Uh, I'm sure now if people Google you, they're going to find all this information there that wasn't there when you were busy Googling. So, you know, you've brought this information to light now and what we can do about it. So... Let's think about the food that we grew up in in our generation. Anybody 50 under, we ate well. We ate good home-grown foods. We didn't eat processed stuff. The amount of chemicals that were in our food were virtually nil. And if you look at the diet today, it is chemical-based. GMO foods are just not real foods at all. And you look at how much processed stuff we have in everything, chemical, chemical, chemical. And now you look at how many disorders are out there and how many people are suffering from so many things. I think it's about time that two and two was put together. 
Um, I can I can safely say that when you have a neurological disorder or a neuropsychiatric disorder that does not respond well to drugs, you are dealing with a brain allergy. And there's also times when even you do respond, but you will only respond well for a certain time, and then that drug becomes not effective anymore, that is also an indication of a cerebral allergy. So this Mm -hmm. is a very easy way to be able to tell if that's the way you want to go first. For me, I knew of no other way but to do the medication because that is what I knew, you know, at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I would I would never use naturopathy as a last resort, ever, ever. Mm-hmm. I would always, always go to naturopathy as a first resort. Um, for me now in my own life, I will say it's my only resort because it's what I choose. However, I think that's a very strong indicator if the audience listening out there are experiencing or have family members or are going through a very similar struggle, if when a medication becomes no longer effective, look at brain allergies. Look at Mm -hmm. brain allergies. And what it will entail, it will entail detoxifying your body and and the body does this on on its own you i mean you don't have to have it, you don't have to have invasive forms of of detoxing right. it's just a matter of of some <clears throat> wonderful herbs um lots of good clean water um and cleaning up your diet and going on a on a, a on a very pure three-day juice diet for three days, just good organic juices of vegetables and fruits for three days. And, that is one of the and best. And not processed store-bought, juicing no, ones. Where you, yeah, not has, the store-bought because, again, preservatives in there. Exactly. It has to be very, very pure juices that you make, you know, but yeah. you can you can do a wonderful detox with and there are a lot of good detoxification products out there to help the herbs and everything. So there are a lot of wonderful um things that you can help but 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 it, it it's it's that simple and then going through and then cleaning up your diet, going through everything, throwing out everything that is in a box or a bag or or if it if it hasn't come from the earth, don't eat it. If you can't pronounce what's on the label, if you don't know what's on the label, don't eat it. It is right. faux food. It's not real. And it will it's it's probably something that will contribute to an allergic reaction. And you know, this is the very element, the very basis for all of our autoimmune disorders. Fibromyalgia. This is a this is a form of a of an autoimmune disorder. Because it's mm-hmm. the body over-responding, over-reacting to something that 
would normally be benign, but we get it's no longer benign because we're so bombarded with toxins just yes. day after day, year after year, and this is what's what's going this is what's happening to our health at present day. I've, I've often said, you know, cause I get fats um during the winter and generally around January is is a bad month for me. You know, I can go into the new year with great optimism and then suddenly depression hits me over the head. And mm-hmm. you know, I I know when um I'm depressed that I need to be active. I need to be doing something, even if it's only a bit every day, you know, not just to go and give in. Um, But it also is diet-based. In the last few years, my bank balance has not been very good. And Mm -hmm. all the nutrients that I used to take, or, you know, the massage treatments that I used to take for my muscle spasms, I haven't been able to afford. And boy, have I seen a difference in the foods that I am able to eat due to cost as opposed to want to eat and how my fibromyalgia and along with my SADS, my depression, uh, the um, anxiety, the debilitating uh, fatigue, um, Mm -hmm. you know, just just unbelievable fatigue coming over you. And uh, you're feeling that, you know, why am I tired? But I haven't done anything, but there it is. Uh, and I know that it is a great deal to do with the fact that I'm not on those nutrients that I used to take. Um, I'm not, and I had, you know, stress at that time as well, but I managed it because I was on the proper nutrients, because I was juicing every day. Uh, and I was, you know, putting food in my, um, I was cooking at home as opposed to eating, you know, out or eating processed foods. And it made a huge big difference. Now, would you say that... Um, you know, people with OCD or autism or any of these things, it's a neurological rewiring of the brain that is aggravated due to the foods and, and the um, lack of nutrients or the, or the chemicals that they are given. When our body, um, our brain normally runs with a particular type of neurotransmission referred to as excitotoxin, I mean, um, uh, excited, um, excitotransmitters, uh, neurotransmitters. And this is the excitable ones that give us that wonderful zest for life. But what we are, what we have in our diets now, we are exposed to, to excitotoxins, and these excitotoxins in the food simply add to the excitability of the normal neurological uh, function. And our brains just simply become over, overwrought with mm-hmm. excitability, literally excitability. It's toxic from excitability. And this is when you have the seizures, the mania, the over, uh, the ADD, the um, autism, the different symptoms of overabundance of excitability. And what what will the the single most toxic thing that we can put in our bodies? as far as excitotoxins go, is MSG. And it is probably most, it 
it probably accounts for, I would say, 90 to 95% of the the overexcitability that would cause these symptoms. Um, and that would be inclusive of, of you know, symptoms that you would experience in um, in uh, um, schizophrenia. It would mm-hmm. be uh, it would be considered um, seizures, um, sudden dramatic erratic behavior, manic depressive symptoms. Um, you'll find it with phobias and paranoia, irritability, tantrums, sudden bouts of crying or anger. Uh, inappropriate laughter even can also be an excitable um, symptom. Aggression, um, migraines would be one. And when you think about it, all of these things are on the increase. You know, all of right. these things today seem to be rampant. As I said, back in the day, you know, fibromyalgia was something that was only really kind of labeled back in the end of the 90s. Schizophrenia was something that was um, around, but, you know, it was considered something hereditary, and people were immediately written off for it. And today, society still does write these people off. Uh, sad disease was something that's considered new. When we look at all of these things that seem to be kind of new or newly labeled, it kind of coincides with the diet. And it's not just the chemicals that we eat, but it's also in the shampoos. Our skin being a very absorbed uh, organ, and it takes in all of these chemicals from the the creams that you use, the shampoos that you use, Um, even the environment that you're in. We're constantly bombarded with this toxicity. Um, And for people with serious things like the schizophrenia or, you know, autism and OCD, or ADD, we're going to see that escalate so much more, aren't we? Because they had the problem in the first place, and now it's been even aggravated even more. Absolutely. And you will find a lot of the additives in foods that you want to stay um, away from, and I have a list of about 30, uh, you know, things that you want to stay away from. But those same additives used in um used as preservatives in foods are also used as preservatives in deodorant, makeup, um, shampoo, conditioners, and even the drugs that we're taking. We're taking drugs not only that are toxic with the pharmaceuticals, but also the preservatives that are used to heighten the shelf life, Mm -hmm. the expiration date of the drugs. Scary. <laughs> These preservatives are in, um, you know, immuniz- uh, immunizations. They're in anesthesia. They're they're anywhere that it's required for the shelf life of something to be preserved. You're going to have these same preservatives. Very so we really need to, as a society, stop looking at something that, you know, has a shelf life or, you know, you go off to the store once a month and you just put it all in the larder and cook it up. We really need to get back to shopping locally, um, you know, even growing our own fruits and vegetables for those that can, um, you know, supporting your local butcher, your local stores, your local breads. I mean, the other thing is uh, um, grains and wheat, which is, and I think the wheat, because of all the uh, pesticides that they go over with that um, 
all the berries that you get that have been covered in the pesticides. It's the berries themselves are all good for you. It's what they put on it, but also exactly. Um, exactly. Um, oh, I've gone blank. It's uh, you, when you can't eat wheat. Um, right. But um, what? Well, that that goes into the next gluten. Um, gluten free. That's what I'm thinking. And I wanted gluten. to talk about, and it was very important, and I'm glad you brought it up. And that is the um, intolerance and the sensitivity to gluten. I cannot tell you why we as a society are beginning to be so sensitive to gluten, but we are. I I can't explain that because that's always been in our grains. Um, I don't know. It could be that we're tinkering with, you know, the GMOs to the point to where gluten is changing. I, you know, I really don't know why we're so sensitive to gluten, but we, but we are beginning as a, as a civilization to be so highly sensitive to gluten. It's becoming almost a secondary poison to our body. Um, Gluten, I, I can't, I can't emphasize how, much one will need to look at gluten as being a culprit in dealing with this. Um, There's so many options. You know, I'd hate to tell people not to eat bread, but wheat is just beginning to be a problem. Um, Mm -hmm. And and kids with ADD, ADHD, it's the first thing you want to look at is do they have a gluten intolerance? Now, Celiac disease is what is oftentimes tested for. You can be negative with celiac disease and still have a gluten intolerance, and that would show up in an autoimmune response, not a digestive response. So, okay, so and it can come through in these type of neurological symptoms. It can come through in autoimmune disorders. It can come up. It's very. It's highly, highly uh, common in cases of fibromyalgia that you will be gluten sensitive, gluten intolerant. Of course, candida today is on the rampage as well, isn't it? And that's like a fungi. And it's gluten intolerance. Exactly. It is is so an element of that. Um, you know, you can't say that one causes the other. It's just that there's so many associations that you have to pay attention and look at the possibility of that being a trigger. Basically, we know it's it, it's autoimmune disorder. It's it, it's autoimmune response. But 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 we have to look at what what is triggering this and what can we do to take out of our our diets in order to give our immune system a rest, to just let it rest. And now, if somebody is, is wanting to change their diet after hearing this, um, you know, you know they've, they've eaten a lot of the foods that they're unaware of, you know, that are causing this problem. And, yes, they could go for reducing cleanse and start cleaning up their system. Um, I had a show recently on the colon, liver, and uh, kidneys, uh, which was, you know, a wonderful one to take care of those organs. You're taking care of everything else because um, it detoxes everything. But is there a process that people should go through slowly? Um, will there be some side effects for people when they're going through this, you know, withdrawals from those uh, those chemicals? And kind of where, what choices should they be making to actually give 
foods to maybe their children with ADD or OCD, um, that they can slowly introduce that is healthy for them or are there any nutrients that they can take to start changing that system over instead of doing it maybe too brashly? Yes, I, I have I have two two suggestions, very good suggestions. Um, first of all, if you suspect that this is the situation, I would begin to self-educate in addition to getting with a good um, naturopathist who has some experience with um, cerebral allergies. Most of them will be um, aware of this. Now, there is a book that I would really like to recommend the name of it is Brain Allergies, The Psychonutrient Suggestion. And it is written by William H. Philpot, M.D., and Dwight Kalitra, Ph.D. Um, Brain Allergies, you can get it on Amazon. Brain Allergies, the co the psychonutrient suggestion. They take you through the full gamut of diet and how to discern what the triggers are and how to begin just a step-by-step process of understanding cerebral allergies, understanding the symptoms, being able to recognize the symptoms, and to be able to actively take it in your own control and start doing something about it. And that's what I would begin to recommend. If today you don't have the book, go through and begin to decipher what in your kitchen may be causing this. And you can get on Google and get a a list of, of preservatives that are disguised MSG. And mm-hmm. you can go through it, and you can just see. And I can tell you, when you do that, it, it's 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 liberating, but at the same time, it's really scary when you realize things that you thought were so benign, yeah, can be so toxic, and you just didn't realize it. You know, everything from I, some chewing gum. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And you know, you know, folks, you know, especially with kids or even yourself, you know, mm-hmm. and suddenly, what I have to give that up. I can't have right. that anymore. Well, you but know, you know what the, br- you'll find the body is. Right. Yeah, the body is. The body is so incredibly adaptive that what happens is when we feed it junk, it learns to adapt to junk. Yeah. It does the best it, it it can for the time being. Now, sooner or later, it catches up, and this is how it catches up. But it tries really hard to adapt to what we give it. When you give it good food, it no longer is able to digest it. It rejects it. When you begin to eat good, you do not miss the bad. No, you In don't. Fact, you don't. You don't. We we eat, we crave what we know. The body craves what it knows. And listen, listen, listen to your body. If it's craving a food, it's probably allergic to it. Oh, that's interesting. Yes. Now, the, uh, a while ago with um, with Jeanette DePatty, um I had to, her coming on about, actually, no, it was Susan uh, Skywalker I had coming on with uh, using EFT to eliminate uh, sugar hungers and yes. other things. 
So, you know, like, you know, going cold turkey, we're not going to eat this food anymore, we're going to eat this, might not go down well, uh, start tossing out, start reintroducing. But, you know, things like um, the EFT, which is absolutely wonderful at speaking directly to the brain and changing that mindset. Uh, if you're a meditative people, you know, going into meditation, but also your verbalization around children. Oh, I just love this food. It tastes so good. Oh, and with this and with that. And if you're presenting it as something that you're so passionate about and you've given it such energy, the anticipation that it's going to be great will be received as opposed to, oh, you can't eat that junk anymore. It's bad for you. Eat this. And then the kids immediately look at it and go, nope, <laughs> going on a hunger strike. <laughs> so it is a something, a process to know that not only are you going to have to do it physically, but you're going to have to do it mentally. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, maybe even slowly if you have a family that's been addicted to that junk, you know, start sure. eliminating bit by bit by bit until the the good stuff is over overflowing from the bad stuff. It um, is. Children will adapt in time. They just they eat what they know, and they do, they they form likes to what they know. And you know, if you can just start step by step with one food, take one food away at the time, and reintroduce something else, and slowly. You know, if you do one food a week that you take away and add something different, um, pretty soon, it, you know, in a couple of months, you've cleaned up your whole lifestyle. You've done it. And it's, one you know, way you can do it is, is, you know, get rid of pop right from the word go. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And make that the first one. Introduce them to water, not flavored water with chemical flavors in it, uh, no. but real Water, uh, you know, even introduce them to some good healthy herbal teas. Um, Absolutely. You know, and uh, or you know make it for the summer nice cold teas or, or uh, tea lollipops, flavored tea lollipops, peppermint tea lollipops or something. You know, be inventive, be creative. Um, Very much. But but the one thing that um, we all have to t- do is with something that you did. You knew that if you carried on the way you were, you were a goner, uh-huh. and your children would not have a mother. Exactly. You decided to take ownership over your own life. You didn't look to somebody else and say, my problem is your problem, fix it. You looked at it and say, I cannot take this anymore. I'm going to try and fix it myself. And now you have this gift that you're giving to other people, the benefit of your learning, so that they may not have to go through the same process. So, folks, when we're giving you these tips, it is for you to take ownership of your own health. When you decide to do that mentally, when you decide that you're going to place that value upon yourself, fight for your own life, and that you're going to make the changes necessary to have a better quality life, that choice in that decision is the first step to changing your life to good health. Loving self, what you're saying is so, so important. It's, it, it is a matter of coming to the point to where you value yourself to that extent that you're willing to do what you have to do to get well. Loving self, acceptance of self. I I learned through the hardest, the darkest mm-hmm. time that I went through, I began to stop fighting. I I decided that it was the that the fighting was not getting me anywhere, that instead I needed to love and accept myself in my present state and then try to listen to my body 
and learn what it was trying to tell me. The disease I learned was not the enemy. This disease was simply a the only way that my body could communicate to me. The disease was the communication tool that my body had to tell me what it needed. It was expressing I, it in discord. Once I began to embrace it, listen to it, become at peace with it, and then try to analyze why is this happening, what do I need to learn, and what do I need to do to solve it? What do I need to give to my body that it's, it's asking for? And that's when I began to heal. That's when it began, is when I listened to my body, and our body will tell us exactly what it needs, what we need to know. We just need to stop, listen to it, and do- not depend on somebody else to tell us what's going on. We know what's going on because our body is telling us every day. Listen to, its listen to its triggers. And, you know, if your body wants a day off because it's needing to to revive and repair, give it that month, it. Give it that time. And, you know, it's it's not just about, you know, food and nutrients. It is about your mental lifestyle. It is about the people you have around you. It is about the the value and the love that you have for yourself. And it is about your expectations on yourself, not somebody else's. Mm-hmm. Never somebody else's. Is that you will do what you can do within your parameters. And then mm-hmm. as you get well, I mean, look at you. Did you ever think that you would have gone back to school, getting all these doctors? <laughs> I never thought I would be here. I you didn't know. know. No. You that was giving you today instead of lying in your bed just curling up and dying. I mean, it just shows it is possible when you decide to, right? Correct. Absolutely. And and I've been given gifts beyond what I could ever imagine or ever dream. I am so grateful, Sarah. I am so grateful for my life, and I'm so grateful that I went through what I did because I couldn't have done what I do now in the same way that I do it without having had that experience. I, I'm and so grateful. And you were given it. You were given it because the gods knew that you could handle it, and that at some point you would make that choice. And, you know, lay down and die, or get up and fight. And in your fighting, that you would find the solution to the problem that would benefit everyone else. So you were that warrior that went out there and fought the battle for everyone else's benefit. And on behalf of everyone out there, I thank you for doing so. Thank you. Thank you so much. Now, would you like to tell everybody how they can get a hold of you, uh, what kind of services they, you offer, and, uh, you know, your site, et cetera? Um, I am a naturopath. Um, I offer orthomolecular nutrition, which is a, which is a really big word for uh, using food as medicine. Um, that um, would uh, include supplements, um, nutrients, all you know, the whole gamut of all the wonderful things that, nature has to offer us um herbal therapy um i have services such as uh iridology um energy healing um i run the whole the whole gamut of naturopathy um uh, probably about 25 different modalities um and i i try to to customize a particular protocol for that particular person um you're not a cookie cutter case with me. Um, I listen to what exactly, what combinations of of conditions that you're dealing with, 
put it together, puzzle it together, pretty much go through the same process as I did myself, um, knowing a lot more than I did when I was, you know, when I was trying to do it through myself. But um, so we come up with a protocol that's comfortable for you, something that's going to fit into your lifestyle, something that you feel is 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 practical and comfortable mm-hmm. for you. And um, we go through the process, step one, step two, step three, step four. And um, I can work with you on the phone. You don't have to be uh, you don't have to see me. We can we can work long distance. I have clients all over the United States and um, mostly in the United States, and um, so we can work that way. And I would like to offer um, a free thirty minute um, complimentary um, consultation uh, if you'd like to uh, begin working with me. I would I would really um, you know value that. And uh, I would like to offer that that um, free service for a 30-minute consultation. Um, a lot can be accomplished then. And so uh, I can be um, contacted through my website, www.vitaypondera. I will spell it. V as in Victor, I T. A E P as in Paul O N is in Nancy D is in Derek E R A dot com. Vitae Pondera means life balanced. It's Latin for life balanced. I can be reached at um Heidi at Vitaypondera dot com. H E I D I at Vitae Pondera. And um, my business phone is 903-569-9913. And if you're interested in um, working with me, I would certainly value that and uh, value your journey of healing, and we can see what we can do as a team. uh, Also, uh, folks, uh, as I said, we've got a couple of articles up there um, from Heidi, you know, experiences that she's had. It's under my articles on my site, uh, www.choosepositiveliving.com. And uh, also her show, it's still under this month and will be to the end of the month, and then it will be moved to archives. And you can listen to the show. You can pass it on to other people. Plus her articles um, and information will be linked with her as well. So uh, to get hold of her, uh, to read all about her, to listen to the show again, everything gets up there at choosepositiveliving.com. So if you didn't get that uh, site, don't worry, it's right there on my site. Thank you, Thank you so, so much. There, there's one thing I'd just like to, to question again. Um, autism and schizophrenia uh, are two, and you know OCD to a point, are two very, very serious, or three very serious disorders. Um, and, you know, schizophrenia can, can lead to violence, autism. Um, it can be very debilitating with people. Are you actually saying that we can cure or reduce the magnitude of these disorders with diet? Uh, is it still not a kind of a rewiring in the brain, but we can certainly manage it through um, nutritional and diet? That's what I'm suggesting. I'm suggesting this is the first this is what I would consider to be the first step to healing. Mm-hmm. Begin 
here because this is going to cover probably a vast majority of neurological disorders. Once you get through this and you've you've done everything that you can with this approach, I think you will find that any kind of um, other medical intervention will be far, far more effective, far more effective if it is possible, if if it is necessary. Right. If it 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 may not be necessary once you get through this. Once you give your your brain about a year to heal and to revive and to be purged of the toxicity that has built up, I think you'll have a lot clearer way to know how to deal with it at that time. I think so, of course, the, depending um, on the on the on the magnitude of what you've got, how long you've had it, you know, basically your age, um, that people have to understand that they do have to give this the time, and the consistent consistency and the commitment to this, in order to reach their you know their the level of freedom that they wish to have. And that this isn't yeah. like a magic pill, and isn't just kind of a change of diet and everything is going to be all right. It's just allow the the body to go through its process with exactly. this. And, and it will heal in the time it's meant to heal in, but allow it the time. Exactly. Remember, it took me seven years to get to that point. But in that seven years, I was getting better. And I was getting better at a rate that was very, very easily documented. And because I was getting better, I knew that what I was doing was the right thing. And I just kept on. And I kept on and I kept on until... It, it was done. The deed was done. The deed and of was course, done. with that, you you were in discovery, so you were trying their various different things. So, you know, now that you've you've come through this and cured yourself, you know actually really how to kind of get to the point of it. Well, absolutely, quicker. and so, and you know, I, had I had help with it, I I probably would have gotten well a lot faster. Exactly. But I was through this on my own. It was it was a one it was a one woman journey. And I didn't have doctors. I didn't have naturopaths. I didn't have that kind of direction. Um, it was just something that it was. It was just important that I I go through this on my own, and it and it did. It would have probably been greatly um, the time that it took would have been greatly decreased had I had that that help. But that just wasn't the way it was going to be with me. That just no. wasn't the way it was, and. Um, so I, of course it's going to take longer. Sure, yeah. But but it um the brain our our bodies are incredibly resilient. I think that's the bottom line. We we underestimate how resilient our bodies are when they're given what they need to be healthy. And uh, also the cycle, isn't it? So in order to heal your body, your mind has to be cooperative. And then as your body gets well, your mind and your brain and, and your whole persona changes. So it's a cycle. Start Make the choice to start making the changes. You'll feel not only healthier in body but healthier in mind. And your whole mental approach to your life will be a lot better as well. We've run out of time, my darling, but this is so absolutely wonderful information. And uh, you certainly will be in the book. And I encourage everyone to to read uh, the articles and know more and to certainly follow up with you because we need to end this cycle. So thank you so much for being on the show. 
Thank you, Sarah. I enjoyed it. Uh, a great blessing, so thank you. Thank you so very wow. much. Well, what a fantastic show. Um, really so much to learn here. Uh, we do not have to live with these disorders. We do not have to live with bad health. We do not have to put ourselves through this. Um, we will be discussing at a later date OCD and uh, ADD and things like this and actually how to work with people who have this, um, the behavioral things, the expectations of them. That will come out later uh, at another time. Next week, I actually have, um, as I said, my anniversary show. It's more of a service show. So next week is uh, more about what services are available for coaches to help others while promoting their work and a program that allows you to pay one fee and get uh, access to over 250 lawyers in North America and Canada. So tune in more next week to find out how you can find a good coach. Coaches, tune in uh, to find out how you can profile yourself while giving back and uh, serving your community. So please do tune in next week. Everybody have a wonderful week and a very happy Easter. No more of those chocolates. Okay, bye-bye. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.